Hi, Justin. Hello. I was going to start it with five, six, seven, eight. Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> How's it did going? Did I even sing in the tempo that I was counting? I don't think I did. I don't, I'm I'm not sure. I won't I won't uh, you know have my expectations too too high. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You, you get all the musician. participation points. <laughs> I just keep singing our rate, review, and subscribe song because I think it's a good way to push that message. <laughs> what message exactly are we pushing? To go to We Were Christian Kids on Apple Podcasts and give us five stars and leave a review. <laughs> That's the message. What if we don't deserve five stars? Oh, though? and subscribe. Well, people just say give us five stars, I think. Um, and it's assumed that if you disagree, you won't do it. <laughs> mm, okay. I get it. So, yeah. rate, review, and subscribe. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. So, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a strange week, but but a good one. I've been working on a collaboration with my friend Rami Assam, and um, I don't know when that's gonna ever come out. But I've been spending a lot of time in the studio um, doing stuff with that. He's based in Finland now, and mm. so um, we've been kind of playing, you know, doing like postal service back and forth with him, uh, sending tracks back and forth, and. Um, I've been friends with him for almost five or four years now and, um, and we've been wanting to do something ever since we met. So it feels really good to finally like use this, you know, strange twilight pandemic time. Um, yeah. still, still, still collaborating and still making new things. And, um, at, at homeschool, we finished the first book of Harry Potter, which I, I've been reading with, with my nephews slash students slash nephews <laughs> right <laughs> uh those hats. it's so good those harry potter books yeah are so good so yeah so like we finished and, and, and so we read aloud every day um that i'm with them and um and we just finished the first book and it was so good and i'm jealous i want to read those i mean i have them all yeah but did you have you read all J.K. Rowling's canceled? Just so we know. Oh, I didn't know. What's she doing? Oh, she's canceled. Oh, she's she's transphobic. But you listen, she is canceled. But I I think that you can read your nephews those books okay. because the books themselves are fine. Yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. I did a comedy show. Yeah. Where? Um. Outdoors, socially distanced, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was really cool because the people wore headsets, and so we spoke. The comics spoke into a mic, and um, it went into their headsets. Wow! And so all you could really hear, if you weren't wearing a headset, was like laughter because you couldn't even really hear the comic because they're mm -hmm. just speaking at normal tone. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you put the headsets on and you hear the comic. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like a really cool experience, but it was good because I haven't done a show in so long. <laughs> Do you still have it? Do you still have the, the, the comedy thing? Comedy? Yes, I still got it, baby. <laughs> we were right back in it. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I felt good. 
And so how many people were in the audience? Like um probably 30 all spread out at like picnic tables. Mm-hmm. Um and was wearing masks, of course. Central Park? No, it was actually in Los Angeles. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it was in like a parking lot, a side parking lot with like okay. AstroTurf on it. But it was like fenced in. It was really pretty and it was just a, a really fun experience. Yeah. So, I love that. Um, I glad. needed that. Yeah. I needed that. I was like, are my jokes still going to work? Are they funny? <laughs> what if the jokes got unfunny during the pandemic? <laughs> oh. But they didn't. I mean, they just stayed the same. Yeah. They were the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious to know, like, how, yeah, how this time is going to continue to impact our, our art and our storytelling and, like, and and our content and, you know, it's just... Yeah, uh, I've heard, I've heard talk, this is, might be a dumb thing to say, but I've heard people say that, like, you know that how the Spanish flu was in, like... 1917 or 1918 major major pandemic huge and then we had the roaring 20s after that because Mm -hmm. people were just so ready to like get past that and live their lives and go wild there's speculation that we're gonna have like another roaring 20s like once we get past this pandemic and that's gonna include like the revival like just art like a renaissance of art and Mm -hmm. an explosion of creation and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so that will be really interesting. I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, is, doesn't that sound like something you would like to see? <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited for, like, the integration between technology and nature and, and like, in utilizing natural spaces. Because I think that we're, we are going to go more outdoors, like, just in general. And, and I would love to see, like, projection arts and 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 like audio um like you know more like 360 audio experiences that are set Mm. in natural spaces and very intimate but also very immersive and you know that's the kind of shit i like and so Mm -hmm. i hope i hope uh i hope i get to get to be a part of that and also get to um to 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 experience it myself Um, yeah and uh yeah, this is a um, uh, a little, I guess, a little plug for both of us. If you if you want us to come and do do something, uh, <laughs> yes, socially distanced and and you know we could we could talk. Actually, you know, one one of the things I was remembering actually, I know this is a little bit tang- tangential, but I remembered uh-huh. back last summer that one of the things that like even inspired this podcast was the potential of going on tour together. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too, and like. And yeah, and yeah, let's let's plan something. Let's plan something for okay. this year. Let's do it. Okay. Let's totally do it. So okay, yeah. If anybody wants to book us as a duo or as single, you can email us at we were Christian kids at gmail. Wait, right? Correct. We were Christian you kids at gmail dot com, <laughs> um, or you can call our number and leave us a voicemail. Or it could be comedy and music, or mm-hmm. it could be podcast related mm-hmm. we're gonna have to talk about what sort of what we want to do but i don't know yeah. whatever you guys want Anything. we'll do it <laughs> yeah we'll do it we will do it <laughs> 
Okay, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, we are going to talk about missions. Missions. Mission, being a missionary, doing it missionary style, <laughs> <laughs> as being, it were. Being in a <laughs> church missionary position. <laughs> Ooh, being in a missionary position. <laughs> And also evangelizing. I'm just yeah, kidding. well, I mean, kind of. You know. <laughs> yeah. It's all related. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this because we both have been in the midst of this. And I think uh, people who have experienced it and those who have not, um, you know, there's yeah. lots of interesting things about that world. Well, Calvin, do you want to, like, define what missions is? Yes, I mean, I will do that. Or try to do that. Right after this theme song. One, two, three, four. Oh, we were Christian kids. Oh, we were Christian kids. Oh, we were Christian kids. I mean, like, really, really, really Christian. So, missionary is not only a sexual position. It is all... First and foremost. <laughs> it is also a position in the church where... Uh, somebody sets out on a mission, being that they have the mission to create disciples of Jesus, and they receive funding, that is their professional job, their professional title, to do this for either a short amount of time or a long amount of time. Some or, for a lifetime. Some for a lifetime. And... Um, and usually come under the guise of some kind of community activity or, um, or like restorative, I don't know, like building a house. Yeah. Some kind of, uh, act of kindness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a missionary just knocks on your door though. True. I'm not, I, I was not one of those missionaries. Sometimes someone knocks on your door and then you do missionary. That's the last missionary <laughs> joke we're going to do. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't have experience with the door knocking either. I think the type of missions that you and I did were um, short-term and long-term visits to other locations with the goal of converting people to Christianity. As many people as possible. Yes, as many people as possible. Now, when I did it, we were primarily targeting, and yes, I will use that word, targeting children. <laughs> wow. Because they're easiest to convert, probably. I mean, I, I say that because we were doing what was what we called vacation Bible school. Mm. That was like that was the primary like activity in the mission trips that I did. So where where did you go? Um, I went to Texas, at, like once or twice for these were usually like week long mission trips, and then I went to Mexico, to maybe twice mm -hmm. I think like week long. I really truly have a poor memory. Um, <laughs> I just do. It's something I'm coming to terms with actually. Uh -huh. um, yeah, and. Uh, they were like, yeah, a week long, a week to 10 days each, and always focused on running, uh, like, neighborhood vacation Bible schools for kids where we would, like, um, welcome the kids into our little sort of camp that we had established 
play games with them, have snacks, do crafts, and then like at the end of each day, do like a call to come to Jesus. An altar call. Basically an altar call. Like what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we would like keep a head count. I remember like the running head count of like people that we had converted. So like by the end of the week, we'd be like, and we saved 85 souls this week. And Would you say that to them or would you say that to, like at the church when you got back? Um, I, I honestly think both. Mm-hmm. I think we would say, say it, but we would kind of like say it as a celebration even to them. Like 85 people were saved made the decision to come to Jesus Christ. And like, I, God, I sound so cynical right now, but like these were kids. Yeah. They were like 10. Yeah. And we're like, they made the decision. Right. I'm like, bitch, you gave them a graham cracker and they liked it. (laughs) And then scared them and guilted them into raising (laughs) their hand. Right. They're like, so I can either have graham crackers or hell? Okay. Right. <laughs> we'll go. Yes, I like Jesus. Thank you. Where, okay, so what was what did you have to do in order to go on this missions trip? What qualified you as somebody that got to go on the trip? Um, well, I actually think you had to be like a member of the church youth group, like having had gone to that youth group for a minimum number of weeks, mm-hmm. I think was part of it. Mm-hmm. And did, did that mission? Sorry, did that youth group send people every year? Yes. So it was like people, it was like a it was permanent, like a, return, a recurring thing. Like I think that when we would go to the same neighborhoods, mm-hmm. the church would go to the same neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And you know what else is interesting is that I was a child, so it was <laughs> chi- it was <laughs> children teaching children. Yeah. While the adults basically watched. Wow. Um, How old were you? I mean, I was. I was probably 16 and below. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And did you have to raise money to, to go? Yes, I did have to raise money. And we would send out like uh, letters to families and friends, literally asking for checks. Mm-hmm. Um handwritten i think they were like handwritten letters wow and we would say can you please i'm going to share the message of jesus christ and could you please donate to travel and lodging expenses and food expenses and then you would get the checks in the mail and you would have to meet the minimum cost that the church had designated and then after the trip you would you would have to. My mom would make me write handwritten thank you notes to everyone who sent me a check. Yeah. That sounds and like tell something, them how it was. something your mom would make you do. Yes. <laughs> I was so... The thank you notes did not come naturally to me, actually. Um, so, but if I'm honest, as a kid, it was like, hell yeah, I get to go on a freaking trip. This mm-hmm. is so fun. Yeah. And hang out with all my friends, yeah. all my church friends. Yep. And go to another location. And um, someplace warm in the middle of yeah, summer. Yeah, exactly. In a hotel. Someplace. You were in hotels. Yes, we were in hotels. Did, and and um, were there like were there like pools at these hotels? Yes, there were pools at the hotels. It was like I remember when we went to Mexico. It was like a nice hotel. 
So, okay, and were the people you were serving at that time were they living in nice houses? No. Okay. They, so, they weren't. So let me get this straight. Get it straight. Your, your youth group had an annual, your, your youth pastors and his friends, his or her friends, had an uh-huh. annual retreat that you paid for at a beautiful resort hotel in Mexico. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> that is what happened. <laughs> and I just, I, I remember, again, I was like a kid. I didn't know what. I didn't really have the discerning. I just didn't, I didn't really put the pieces together. I remember being a grown ass man and looking back on that and being like, Oh, there's so many things wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) Just like all of a sudden being like, cause I like, I hadn't thought of the mission trip I went on as a kid for years and years. And then just being like, Ooh, I hate that. That, I mean, we weren't even building houses. If we were at least building houses, yeah. there's like some like real tangible uh, gain yeah. for the community. Like people we were who just dig wells wells and stuff. Yes, exactly. We were just trying to convert them to our religion. That <laughs> is it. Like join my religion and then I'm gonna leave. Actually I'm gonna leave each night and go back to my hotel. Yeah. And swim in the pool. Right. And and then and then I'm going to leave for for good. For good. And for a whole year. For a whole year at least, but then like but then for I mean you you haven't been back for a long time now. Yeah. No. And and you're hoping at least at that time, or maybe maybe not you, but the, the pastors were hoping that Gosh, and I can't even I can't even fathom a human being thinking that this would be a lasting impression. You know what I mean? No. Like yes. Like you would you're just there for a week and then you leave and then it's like how how can you expect somebody wouldn't figure it out on their own? Like figure out that that the graham cracker was gone and that like this isn't this isn't true. Like, it just seems, know. like, so, so ego-driven. Like, it's not lasting impression financially or, like, giving them any kind of advantages. It's not really educating them on anything that was, we like... We weren't helping them. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from entertaining the kids for a week, we yeah. literally did entertain the kids for a week. Yeah. So, I would say, but from with my like perspective now, that propaganda. was the only value we added. Yeah. But with, like, this propaganda of this, like westernized bastardized version of a man called jesus from 2000 years ago yeah absolutely (sighs) it's icky can i just also can we just i just need to say this is that missions most churches do some kind of missionary work this is Mm -hmm. part of like what what's called the great commission which is where jesus said go and make disciples of all the nations teaching them you know in my name do what I do and and go go and make disciples of your own or, or of me spread the gospel whatever the great right. commission and and so there is like this like you know probably in the different um, denominations there is a you have to do them you have to go reach out because they would they would say or we used to say that if you don't do missions work that you know faith without works is dead 
and mm-hmm. and like if you're not going out and converting people then then may, then do you really believe that Jesus is God's son do you really believe that the world is going to hell do you, yeah do you believe that it's a matter of heaven and hell life and death for all of eternity yeah and so you know out of the 80 churches that were active when we were growing up in our little town in Kansas Mm-hmm. I imagine that most of them would have some kind of missions-driven focus that ha- happened at least once a year, whether that was yeah. local or or abroad. The the more affluent churches would and and maybe aspirational churches would send people farther away, and the ones that maybe didn't have as much means would would do something on on a local scale. Right. But every but every single one of them. Was trying to con- like actively trying to convert people. Yeah, it's the it is our duty. Insidious, as Christians. it is nefarious. <laughs> yeah, the Great Commission is toxic. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. But actually, as I was saying it, I was thinking, what did Jesus really mean? Mm. What Jesus really meant was probably. Go tell people about loving your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. turning the other cheek, mm-hmm. uh, being a servant mm-hmm. as opposed to the served. Yep. That kind of message. The yep. Sermon on the Mount stuff. Not go and get people to be butts and seats and pay for your gated community house. Well, and go and get people <laughs> to say a magic prayer right, right, so right. they don't go to hell. Right. I mean, and that's a little bit irrelevant, like, too, because, like, I don't know. It just, he didn't have to say anything. It was just, like, if we're going to, to, to take any, like, any kind of big truth or, 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 you know, to pull something from the life of Jesus is kind of our choice. And, like, I don't know if, you know, him commanding anything feels like anything. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's complicated. Well, what what is happening now is just is toxic. Yeah. How about you don't try to spread your religion? <laughs> How, can we <laughs> let's start there? Just keep your religion to yourself. Come on. Yeah. People don't need it. Yeah. It's harming so many people. Yeah. It is. How, yeah, you're homophobic. Yeah. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I was about to list 12 adjectives. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Justin. Yeah. But let's I bet it dial it back. But I bet it feels good to just get it out there and say it. Yeah. Doesn't it feel it's nice? Just, there's a lot of harmful things with modern American Christianity and it's and there's a lot of bigotry involved in it and why would you spread that message? Right. Because <laughs> you believe it. That's why. Yes, yes, because they believe it. Yeah. And I am so grateful that I do not. Anymore. Anymore. Like, it feels it feels amazing to hear thunder and not think that I caused it by, by watching mm. porn or by liking a guy or, or thinking that some kind of horrible act of God literally is going to be the, the, how I die because I wasn't as obedient to the teachings of Jesus as 
I was supposed to be or something or that I, that I questioned something or that I, mm. you know, um, didn't have enough belief. Mm. Um, because I, I heard a thunderstorm recently, you know, it's starting the beginnings of, of spring and, um, and I just, and I was reminded of times when I thought that this is it. Here he comes. He's coming for me this time. And, mm. and like, and like now. Wait, did you think that like he was coming to like strike you down or yes. that Jesus was coming back? No, literally to strike me down. Wow. Because I deserved it. And because in the, in the church we're taught that we deserve death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal it's life. Eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that thunder doesn't remind you of or make you think of that anymore. Yeah. Thank, I almost said thank God. My yeah. my missionary experience was very different. Um, I I only went to Scotland as a missionary, and it was kind of this like inside upside down inside out upside down kind of idea that um, that we needed to have people who were active in missionary work, um, not just for um, people of felt needs not just people who were um, physically impoverished but also of people who were spiritually impoverished and mm -hmm. and um and in, like heavily saturated with lots of culture that christians needed to go into those spaces as well and and to kind of make their mark and so the worship pastor of the church that i was attending um by means of another one of the associate pastors heard about the that was associated with youth with a mission YWAM and uh, introduced uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival to our worship pastor and said that he should take a team to go to Edinburgh and um, and 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 present the gospel on the streets of a performing of the biggest arts festival in the world yes and so um, they went one year, then the next year they, they asked me if I would go because the main guitarist wasn't able to make it the second year. And I was very uh, shocked to be asked because um, I just did not think I was cool enough. And truth be told, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. No, 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 no. I was quite, quite a little Christian choral nerd. Um, and, uh, I mean, band, band, band geeks is one thing, but I was a choir geek. Um, you were, okay, yeah, you were a choir, you were a Christian choir geek. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely not cool enough to be in this, like, you know, kind of indie rock band that was assembled to go on this mission trip. Maybe not cool enough, but definitely good enough at music. Maybe. Because, okay, here's what happened, though, is that I they, they told me that I had to learn all of the guitar solos on the keyboard because I couldn't play guitar well. Like, I still probably can't play guitar well enough to play the guitar solos of that stuff. But um, 
Right, because yeah. it was a lot of like, bing, 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 like picking. Kinda, yeah. And and I just was more of a strummer, and I still am. I'm more of a rhythm guitar player. Um, but uh, but you know, I I, I can I can get I can get around these days. Um, you can whip out a lick. I can whip out a lick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a saying. <laughs> I like it though. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we went over there. The first trip I think was like two weeks. And then the second time we went was two weeks as well, and um, and I, you know, I made friends on that first trip that I'm still friends with today, um, and and again on more and different friends on the second trip, and um, my second time I was there, I was invited to come back and be on full time staff of one of the churches that we supported, and you know, I mean, get the picture. I was like totally, um, you know. I, I was finishing up my 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 associate's degree. I was hadn't ever left home except for those two weeks um, mm. in those two years. You know, um, I didn't go away to school. Um, I'm exploring my like, you know, having to come to terms with my with my sexual identity and how it was in complete dissonance, complete dissonance with um, my social world. Um, you know, I don't think that um, I wasn't so much worried about the existence of God or a higher power at that point. I was pretty much still down with all of that. It was just mostly that if I was to, I had this like great like craving to do and to be way more artistic. I mean, by this time I had discovered Björk and mm. Joanna Newsom and. Um, loved the, the dirty projectors and kind of more and you know I used to secretly watch Cirque du Soleil, and so there was all these different like kind of artists and things that the the environment in in our small town wasn't really allowing for. Mm -hmm. So when I was offered a, a, you know to live in in the UK for two years, I was like, oh yeah, I I'm doing that. <laughs> Right, but I had to leave behind, you know, and it was such a. I mean, I just remember crying so much, and and so and I had to raise money and raise support, and um, for monthly people to contribute to, to the mission and to my time there. It's like a Patreon, kinda, yeah. And but my church, the church that I was a part of over there, um, were not as concerned about trying to get people to come to church because the church was small and we met inside of houses. What they wanted to do and accomplish was to take the kingdom to whatever we were already doing. And so my missions work there looked more like me attending open mic nights and going to house parties and, and taking salads and, um, <laughs> and being honest and open and just loving people and, encouraging them to listen to like you know find out what their dreams are and help them make them come true and and for that experience i feel very grateful but in the midst of it i i had to, i had to you know figure out that and deal with the fact that i i wasn't going to continue to be hating hating myself as much as i had been used to and grown mm -hmm. used to and um and also Another thing that I hated about that situation was that I always knew that I was going to be leaving. I always had the the end of my my visa, um, like looming, looming exactly. And so even 
like even though I appreciated my time there and I feel like you know I would not be the person or artist I am today had I not had that experience and I still have so many amazing friends that I love and keep up with and talk to every you know a few times a year and and I you know before this pandemic I was going there every year and so um and visiting those people who have become my family but um but I think it would have been a much better use of my time there had I been working more with Christians and like like if the, like if the church wanted to be really effective I think that they would go and have people training the the people who are staying for their lifetime in a certain skill mm. rather than trying to have people go and convert from other places mm-hmm because so when you yeah when when you say that like you were expected to bring the kingdom to people where they were at go to open mic nights go to house parties were you expected by the church to talk about Jesus in those environments um in my, the church that I okay so the church that sent me would would be like yes that I was right. that I should have been talking about Jesus every single breath all the time the yeah. church that received me would be like no like real life is all of these things and and you don't always have to talk about that to be sharing the gospel just being there for somebody is enough so how and, do you feel about that church that received you now um i feel like they were closer to what i feel like is what i think a socially effective community could be mm-hmm. um centered around Jesus teachings. However, that church, we talked a lot. <laughs> there you was mean a, it was all talk? It was, it was a lot of talk and not a lot of doing. And I feel like we could have been more effective had there been more doers. I mean, it was just a personality type. And we're talking like 15 people too. So it wasn't right. like a mega church like the ones that we grew up in. So did you go to all of their church services that were in homes? Yeah, I was the worship leader. At all of their services, how many services a week? It was just one. It was in different very homes each week. Yeah, but it was very low maintenance like situation, <clears throat> and it wasn't even on Sunday morning. Like it was always in the afternoon. So like, hmm. yeah. I mean, I did close down the bars a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I remember those times. <laughs> Because it was, I mean, it was a part of the culture, too. And, I mean, uh, certainly... Jesus liked to party. He yeah. turned water into wine, lest we forget. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it was good times. And I was, oh, my God, I was fucking 22, you know? Um, yeah. First time out of the house, there was a lot of things that I was learning and dealing with and experiencing for the first time. And, you know whiskey yeah. and, and absinthe were some of those things um and but, they helped you discover even more things yeah about myself and about t- telling the truth and you know I, d- I definitely felt like there was a turning point that happened while i was there i mean it was two years but and then and then since then i've been back multiple times but um once with me yeah it was awesome yeah. um but the the thing is is that I wanted to foster uh, a space, to hold space 
for people to have conversations with me that were maybe uncomfortable, like talking about life and death and acceptance and destiny or fate or like, what do you want to do with your life? And those were not conversations that I felt like could happen if I was not able to also talk about those honestly. Like I didn't mm -hmm. want to have superficial conversations about things that were deep. And right. And and I do think that's something that I I appreciate about my church upbringing is that I I'm not um I do get to talk about those things and I do have like a framework to think about mortality in right. general and that that and like death doesn't I don't I've been thinking about death for my my entire life. Like I'm not, it doesn't, it's not daunting anymore. And introspection in general, like looking in, what are my motives? What yeah. are my desires? Yeah. What's right? What's wrong? There's a lot of language around that, that I don't think I would have been equipped with had I not been raised to be talking about these things openly, publicly with my friends and acquaintances, even strangers and crowds of people on a weekly basis. Right. But in that process is like how it started to dismantle itself because I was talking to my friends and the, with this same language, with the same openness that I was hoping that they were they, they would be able to talk to me with. These people who I should have been, you know, quote unquote converting were, were, were deconverting me in their openness and in my openness with them and saying mm. like, like uh, life is so short and it's already like it's like I'm already here. And, and it's gone by in a blink. And if this is the, 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 you know, one time I get to experience this life in this body, how do I want to spend it? What do I mm -hmm. want it to look like? And, and I certainly do not want it to look like me hiding from myself for yeah. all of it. Because, and also, you know, knowing that there are people who do that and not just because of sexuality, but like just for any reason and, and are afraid to be the artist that they wanted to be or afraid to be the parent that they wanted to be or afraid to be the business person that they wanted to be or afraid to be, um, whatever, you know, the athlete because circumstances... <laughs> because, that's a bridge too far <laughs> <laughs> but like you know I just wanted to to like allow myself to, to 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 get a little messy to get a little dirty to get a little grimy to to feel what life had to to offer to me and to not be constantly looking over my shoulder wondering who is seeing me mess up or um, or, you know, feeling like there's this like being wa watching me, my every movement. At first, mm. it was Santa Claus, and then it was the Holy Spirit, and like, you know, this like mantle, uh, these these chains of shame that just get placed on you, so that you're always forever in gratitude just to be alive, and 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 because, like, you don't deserve it, and because. Um, like you get, you're like you're lucky. Like 
you are you haven't been smited yet i mean it's like mm-hmm. you know rather than just like rather than just being grateful that we get to experience this beautiful abundant curious strange and sometimes terrifying experience of of life you know like yeah. i'm but i was so like bound in this like debt and this feeling that i owed obedience to this being who no one can see who no one can can know can quantify can quantify can barely qualify and and everyone is like saying look here he is look here he is look here he is yeah and yeah so yeah eventually it sounds like you like woke up yeah you went over there and you woke up yeah and so I know I talk about that time a lot, like, you know, in different interviews I've done or whatever, but it was it was truly life changing. And there was a before that and there's an after that and who I was before that only wanted a revival. Um and and so now now I, I definitely feel like a missionary of of like that same kind of like transcendence that we might have been experiencing inside of worship services where there was emotional breakthroughs and there were these very cathartic things that we were having as groups of people seeking mm-hmm. one thing together and being open for that to be a possibility and i i i i, I want to create and foster those experiences still but without the shame and without the 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 fear that if you don't participate that you're going to be burning like alive for the rest right. of time it's secular transcendence yeah it's like real transcendence yeah it's real transcendence without the the fucking shackles yeah yeah i love that image though of you going over there to be the missionary and then they were missionaries to you yeah Yeah. i think that's like really profound yeah (laughs) and very human yeah you know yeah. It was definitely a mission trip. <laughs> yeah. But I but I did feel like very I mean and even still and this is something I'm working through, but I feel a little uh, like guilty because because like the circumstances around that were that I was supposed to be converting individuals or at least like trying to you know mm-hmm. and you know some people did i mean i introduced them to my people from church and i told them about god and my experience but but the honest but i couldn't lie to them either you know mm-hmm. but yeah. in doing so i also felt like like i mean maybe i should have just like do i go home like mm. when I feel like when I felt doubts, like mm-hmm. like dishonorable discharge kind of thing, like right, like yeah, you messed up or like you're not allowed to do this or that or to feel this or that, and like shortly thereafter, I came back to to um to our small town in Kansas and went back to that church that had sent me and felt like all the people who are part of that community were expecting me or kind of saw me as some kind of hero 
because right. they had prayed for me and they had sent me and some of them were funding that trip and and coming back as like a relic or like a, a champion or of some kind that that I had yeah. gone and been this capital M missionary and um, and that I had done the brave thing and oh god that's a lot of pressure man <laughs> yeah no thank you <laughs> i would not like to do that right <laughs> and so and so i came back and i walked into that situation and like everyone was like you know we're glad you're back and and i'm like i don't know if i can say the same <laughs> right also get me out of this church right <laughs> And felt like you know that I was expected in some ways to go back to do my old my 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 to do the same things I was doing before, and that I was going to be even more zealous this time and even more engaged and and you know had more experience under my belt in being an effective minister of the gospel of jesus christ and and what I craved was like not just people that you smile and wave at and that you raise your hands next to and shed a tear in front of but real authentic relationships that I had been experienced you know before before I went there I did not have any friends who are not Christians like not really like right yeah everyone that I talked to on a weekly basis they were Christian people and the people who were not Christians that I hung out with occasionally I hung out with them for the, for, in part, to see if I could get them to come to church. Right. That is, I feel awful saying that out that, loud. That's a bubble. Yeah. You lived in a bubble. So. And that bubble yeah. burst in Scotland. Yeah. So anyway, so then I come back here and then I'm, and I'm walking, I'm stepping back into this like bubble and I'm just like, wow, I, I can't do this. Mm -mm. And, um, and, and the reason why I came back was because my, my, my visa had come, had expired and I had been offered, they offered me kindly to come back for another two years on a missionary visa. But because you, that is a, like a distinction, you can get a visa like to other countries as a missionary worker. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> right. <laughs> the government recognizes this as an actual job. The um, government also doesn't make churches pay taxes. So, right. Yeah. And so you can be a, a migrant worker for the church. And, but I didn't want to be there as a missionary anymore. I, I, I was done with that. I want, and I, and I still want to go back. It's my dream to eventually own a, a castle in Scotland and mm -hmm. turn it into like an arts incubator and have people do residencies out of it and um, and have it be a Is space. that still your dream? Yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. I want all the acoustic instruments and have a beautiful like, I don't know, performance space that could also be like a dance hall and... Um, Maybe it can have like multiple treatments, like sound treatments, so that it can have like a very reverby thing, like castles have, you know, or mm -hmm. or it could be like a place that could be turned into a club, just like with a few like different like switches and levers, and have a recording studio in there, and have like would it have a moat? I would love a moat. 
I would give. We would anything. love a moat and a drawbridge. <laughs> yes, and I'm, I'm not coming unless there's a moat. <laughs> <laughs> and like of my own personal Nessie. Um, uh, what's Nessie? Oh, Loch Nessie. Yeah, the Loch Ness. I was imagining crocodiles in the moat. Yeah, they're not. They're not indigenous to that area of the world. Oh, they would be cold or something. Very, very cold. You gotta get yeah. Nessie. Yeah. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I want to do that, and I want to. I want to facilitate having life-changing experiences in the hills of Scotland. That, and then you will be doing missionary work. Yeah, that's that's what I want. And um, and I think it's possible because I only get to live once, and here we are living it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. Being a missionary of like humanism, of like we're humans and that is good and we have one life and we are valuable and let it let's like soak it up and be ourselves. We you know are humans and that is wild enough. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. With being human. Right. That's <laughs> a beautiful thing and there is more than enough to chew on with that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, our listeners out there, dear listeners, um, I w- one thing that um, I would be curious to know about is, um, do you have missionary experience that you'd like to talk about or share mm. some experiences about things you've done on the mission field or stories that y- you have uh, come across, either mm. good or bad? Um, the floor is open. And... I also want to know about any like humanistic experiences where you have felt transcendence um, either in the past, the present or the future, because these are the kinds of things that I want to be about and around. And um, there's a couple of people who listen to this podcast. And so maybe, you know, about something that I've never heard of or that we've mm. never heard of. Yeah. And, um, and we're building community here. At least that's, one of our many aspirations. And so um, as this world slowly um, rebirths, um, let's, let's see if we can't cross paths um, and be, be in each other's spaces and be creating spaces for one another that feel safe and open and loving and restorative and joyful. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, we, we get to be the, the thing that creates... Um, creates that planet, to creates that utopia, that creates that space for one another. We have that power and ability to do that, and um, and 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 in the opportunity to do it or not. And um, it's definitely something that um, I want to be around more. Is this is this the new Great Commission, Calvin? <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to sound like a Great Commission. I gotta say. <laughs> Calvin starts a new religion accidentally. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, whatever. If it's helping people, sure. But if it's um, actually helping people, yeah. I mean, it's to just live not, this life that we are actually living now. It's not a church, though. It's just humans. Like, I don't. I don't want humans living to their potential. Yeah, at least like trying. Trying. I don't know. Yeah. You know, or feeling. Like they're allowed to. Oh, you're allowed to. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, wow. I want to know what you guys are up to, and um, and and. And I actually prefer doggy style. (laughs) (laughs) Just for the record. Do you really? I actually don't. No, I actually don't. I just had to say for the joke. Missionary is my favorite position, you guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) I am such a sucker for it because you've got the eye contact. Also, you're just laying on your back. That's pretty casual. (laughs) Love the relaxing aspect. Um, It's underrated. It gets a a bad rap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> isn't, so, the, isn't there a, a reverse missionary no that's no oh that's no that's, only that's reverse cowgirl oh okay 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 because you couldn't do a reverse missionary maybe you could maybe reverse missionary is you're laying on your stomach i don't know i thought you would know there's either you would have to flip and then that's 69 or a reverse missionary you're laying on your stomach I don't. Oh, or you could be on top with your back on the stomach. Okay, this is getting way out of. Here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, guys his tell face, us if there's a his, reverse missionary. His face totally just like lit up when he like <laughs> thought of another way to do it. <laughs> yes, this is my wheelhouse. This is my shit. <laughs> oh, Justin. Oh that's our next podcast we'll talk about sex (laughs) actually our next podcast i think um i mean we we don't normally announce them but um Mm. we do have um my friends from making movies are planned to be on the show next week enrique and diego chi um they are uh two of a of a two members of a band called making movies and um and we um did a song together that will be uh, released in the next week or so. So check out their, um, you know, my social media or their social media to hear more about that. Um, and uh, they grew up in the church as well. And so we're going to talk about their experience. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Amazing. You got any closing thoughts, my love? Um... Praise report. Mm-hmm. Praise report is the vaccine. Ooh, I have one. it. I have it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> other people are getting it and more and more every day. And I think it's a beautiful thing. So. Yeah. Yes. I got my first dose. And Ooh. I'm happy about that. And you know what? I didn't have to like sign anything that declared my allegiance to the antichrist when i did it oh good and um you know it happened so quick that i didn't get to look at the at the needle oh but but you didn't see a microchip but i don't think i felt a microchip oh that's good yeah but the microchip would have to be installed in my right hand or my forehead so oh that's true but I, but I literally, I literally think you also have, like, if it is the mark of the beast, that you have to say that whoever the Antichrist is, and you have to know who it is, that you pledge allegiance to them. Well, I do. <laughs> so let it be known that I do pledge allegiance to the Antichrist whenever he comes. He sounds hot, and I bet he's a top. I mean, charming at least. Yes, at least charming. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Well, on that note. Fun. Yeah. On that note. Lots of love, Cal. Hey, you too. And don't forget. Mm. We were Christian kids. We were Christian kids. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>